to the Forking Wellness podcast. Hi guys, I'm Barry Stricker, registered dietitian. And I'm Sophie Bertrand, registered associate nutritionist. Welcome back. We are back recording digitally, so we hope we have fixed the audio. Um, <laughs> praying we listen to all your feedback, so thank you guys so much for sending that through. And as I mentioned previously, it is a work in progress. <laughs> indeed but we so appreciate all your guys support and we have been listening and we are bringing you a brand new episode today on caffeine and coffee addiction <laughs> oh, i'm so excited this has been like one of the ones that we wanted to do when we first spoke about doing a podcast yeah being that barry is borderline coffee addict or full-on no, no, coffee I addict <laughs> i don't think it's borderline i think i have um crossed Cross that threshold, self-proclaimed <laughs> coffee addict. We'll go into kind of like the habits of our caffeine consumption. Um, but yeah, I'm out. I'm out as a <laughs> as a caffeine addict, and yeah. So that's that's me. I guess we'll start with your story about your caffeine consumption, maybe your your opinions, and then we'll go into some of the research and have a bit of debate because I think we have. Yeah opposing opinions <laughs> I would, yeah kind of opposing I guess I mean I'm not um I don't see coffee in the way that Barry does however my fiance Ash I think you're so similar to him because he is not himself without his coffee in the morning oh same like not like that version of himself it's so weird and I really do think you're the same yeah you guys actually have a really nice coffee machine yeah <laughs> I love coming to your house because you're always like, do you want to have a coffee? Literally when we were picking out stuff for the house, Ash was like, I'm looking at coffee machines. I'm like, never mind about like all the other stuff we need in the house. Like, yeah, like the major appliances, like the oven. Literally. <laughs> yeah. Like the entire kitchen. <laughs> you know, at the like last Black Friday, there was like this um, Delonghi kind of like really professional espresso coffee machine, like one of the ones they have in like the coffee shops. And it was knocked down from like 500 pounds to like 250. And I like said to myself, if I'm still thinking about it next Black Friday, um, I'll get it. And so this like Black Friday was only like a week or so ago and yeah. wasn't reduced to the same price. So um. I didn't buy it. But that's upsetting. Yeah, it was only reduced to like four hundred pounds, and I was like, I can't justify that. Like, no, it was a lot of money on a coffee machine. Yeah, I was like, that's not the deal that I made with myself. So <laughs> I, um, I didn't get it, but there's always next year. <laughs> Confessions of a coffee addict. <laughs> yes. Okay. So, what? How old were you when you started drinking coffee? Um. Okay. So I was actually I worked in Costa from the age of like seventeen. Um. And we were allowed, obviously, free coffee, but I just hated coffee, so I never... I just don't like, their coffee. Oops. There. <laughs> Costa, I hope you're not listening. Yeah, I just think it's like, it's like weak. I don't know. Ash, see, Ash's favourite is Costa. Really? I, yeah. I much prefer Cafe Nero than Costa. I like Cafe Nero. Um, but yeah, so, and then when I start, went back to get my degree... I think I was 21 and I was so tired. Like, you know, when you're sat in a lecture and you're like your eyes and we'd had really long days. I went to a private university. So they were like quite long days. It was like nine till six. Yeah. Um, and I would get in because I live outside of London. I was getting in, like getting up at like half six to like get into my nine o'clock lecture. And I like forced myself to drink coffee to stay awake. 
Yeah. Which sounds so bad because I didn't even enjoy it. And I was just like shoving coffee down my throat. What, what was your like drink of choice? I would just get like a skinny latte because at the time I drank cow's milk as well. And my yeah. mum always used to get a skinny latte. So I just got the same. Yeah. Um, it's funny it, how we're so influenced by our parents. Routine. I know. That's where my caffeine addiction like stems from. But yeah, yeah. sorry. Um, so yeah, but then I think a year in, I actually started to really enjoy it. And then I'd like mixed up my diet a little bit and switched to plant milk. So I'd have like a soya cappuccino um, and then started to really enjoy it. But I never became like a full on coffee addict, I don't think. I don't know if it's because like I don't have it in me. But I actually struggled really bad with anxiety for like from the age of like 21 upwards. <laughs> the age I started drinking coffee (laughs) so I've never like gone overboard with it because I would be someone who'd get like the shakes and get like heart palpitations and like freak out yeah I think I mean like we'll definitely go into the pros and cons yeah um, of caffeine but yeah that's definitely one of them so like people who have anxiety just be more cautious of your or more mindful definitely Um, so dare I ask what age you were when you started drinking coffee I feel like you're gonna be like five no literally younger okay I don't know if it's like an American thing or like you know when like in here in the UK it's always like oh should I put the kettle on like people are yes always tea it's always tea and that's like just saying that I hear here like here here in the UK like yeah here here that was a weird sentence um (laughs) was like oh should I put the kettle on and things like that in my house it was like oh should I put a fresh pot of coffee on and Mm. it wasn't even like like we have one of those like big filter coffee machines which is like not popular here so many people just yeah no that's like unheard of here yeah espresso machines are like instant coffee I actually have a filter coffee machine here in the UK um but like I'm I'm probably one of the only ones that everyone has like an espresso or something like that like yeah really rare that people have a filter coffee machine where in America Mm -hmm. that's probably like the standard um so yeah it was always just like a fresh pot of coffee on all the time and like my whole family my grandparents it's always like having a meal oh I'll put a fresh pot of coffee on and so I remember my mom telling me that my grandfather fed me coffee at the like literally in a bottle because and he's a psycho so um but like with milk and sugar or with cream he takes he used to take it with cream and sugar and just like a very tiny amount and his rationale was that when he's old and senile I'll come back and visit him and have coffee with him that's, that's what so he told cute. my mom and my mom's like okay that's kind of cute like fine but he only gave me like a tiny tiny amount yeah and then, um yeah and then as I got older I just always drank it the way my mom did which was black with two sweeteners Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember my dad used to wake me up for school, like primary school, middle school and stuff. Uh, cause my mom was out of the house earlier. So my dad used to wake me up with a cup of black coffee oh from the age of, I would say this was every day from the age of 10. Really? Having one cup of coffee every day from the age of 10. And then as I got older, it progressed. Interesting. So... I always, and like at my parents' house, my dad will set the coffee machine the night before. Um, I remember you telling me that you did that. Yeah, so it automatically. And if you forgot, you'd be so angry at yourself. Yeah, this is what gets me to bed in the morning. Like I set the coffee to go off at a certain time. So when I get out of bed, there's a fresh pot waiting for me. So yeah. now if I work from home, um, some days I go uh into the office some days I work from home I will set the coffee machine the night before so I have two cups ready for me it's usually two and a half um 
And then if I don't, if I go into the office, I'll um, use a French press to make one cough, a coffee before I go in <laughs> and I have more when I get into the office. Yeah. So I'm like rambling on, but like basically like it's just been ingrained in me for so long. And like yeah. my family is such, so, so like so addicted to coffee. My mom used to have this rule. Um, I'm literally telling a million stories. I feel like it's <laughs> but um, we, I went to preschool at like my synagogue. So like the Jewish like temple, like I, that's yeah. the nursery school and we're learning about the 10 commandments and it was like, we all had to come up with like our 10 commandments and like everyone was like, oh, share your crayons and like, you know, no hitting. And my two commandments were one, don't talk to mommy before she has a cup of coffee. Oh my God, stop. And my other one was don't say shit in Miss Tina's class. My teacher was called Tina, and this is because this is these are the things that my mom told me every single day. This is so funny. So literally every single day of my childhood, if I tried to talk to my mom before she had her cup of coffee, she'd be like, "Barry, don't talk to me. I didn't have my cup of coffee." And then every day before she dropped me off to preschool, she'd be like, "Okay, now don't say shit, Miss Tina's class." Because <laughs> I like, I guess I was a naughty kid. Um, but yeah, so like that just maybe gives a bit of perspective into like where the caffeine is so funny I am um, I'm do you remember when we did that like 27 hour exam and I came over and stayed at your house oh, yeah, yeah the stats one yeah and uh we were like on such a tight schedule do you remember we'd like break for lunch dinner breakfast and then like I remember going to bed the night before and I was like okay like we'll get up at 7 a.m and Barry was like what I was like come on like let's just get it done we'll get it done early um and I remember texting her at like 7am being like I'm up like are you ready and she was like no she was like I can't smell any coffee like I can't get out of bed and I was like oh that's so funny that uh, yeah that's me but I used to have like probably I would go especially when I was in uni I'd have like six cups of coffee a day Jeez, I'm the kind of person who could literally like go out to dinner and you know the people who like get like have a coffee after dinner Uh, yeah my mom does that my whole family, we always do that. Yeah, and it's, it's so a- weird. It's like her, like I don't know, like treat after dinner. Not treat, but like she feels like, oh, it's like we're out in a restaurant. I'll have a coffee to end the night, kind of thing. I always do that. Um, and then my argument, it was always, oh well, like I fall asleep on the car ride back from the restaurant. Like, yeah, it doesn't affect my sleep. But obviously now I know that it might not affect me getting to sleep, but it affects my quality. Like quality, yeah. So, I mean, we'll probably do a whole sleep episode, but, um, yeah. So now I cut my coffee off midday, mm-hmm. so I won't have coffee past probably, like, one. Yeah. And if I do, it's decaf. Yeah, but, I drink decaf as well. Like, before that one o'clock mark hits. <laughs> You're, like, trying to get it in. <laughs> I might have, like, t- always two, and then yeah. anywhere from two to four interesting oh my god if I had four coffees before noon I'd be going into a panic attack mode yeah so I think I think it is really genetic though um actually I know it's genetic for like a fact about how we metabolize coffee interesting so some people are like slow metabolizers so it stays in our system longer than others so if if I was a slow metabolizer and I had four cups of coffee I bet I would be freaking wired yeah but you can build up a tolerance to it as well can't you yeah so 
I think that like my equivalent of four is probably someone else's like one or two. Yeah. (laughs) But you consume a lot of matcha now, don't you? Yeah. So I switched to matcha when, because I feel like I go through phases. If like my life's not that stressful, I I really enjoy going out for a cup of coffee. It's like a social thing. And I really enjoy the taste of it as well. Yeah. Um, But then like, if I've got stress and, like lots of stuff going on in my life particularly if I'm working on lots of different projects at once like my brain feels like unorganized mm-hmm. and I realize that like I start to have like a coffee to like make me kind of focus and like be more alert but it just used to make me more paranoid and like more anxious about the fact that I had so much going on in my head and now I'm like high on caffeine so I can't even think straight kind of thing so I think it's more like psychological for me yeah, I live for that feeling. I actually don't feel... <laughs> See, this is what Ash is like. He loves that kind of high, but I think it makes me a bit anxious. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, everyone's so different. But honestly, now, I never feel the effects of coffee, or very rarely, unless I have a really, really strong cup. But I always feel the effects of not having Not having it. it. Yeah, exactly. So I just, for me, having, like, a hot drink is so comforting. Same. I just, like, especially in the winter, I could just drink, like any like white tea green tea rubious tea ginger tea like all day I love it um so having like that matcha latte is like my alternative version of a coffee so how much caffeine is in a matcha latte so they're in like green tea matcha lattes it's kind of like 30 milligrams it can be anything from like 30 to around 50 as far as I understand so green, so matcha is just like, isn't it just like a concentrated form of green? Yeah. So yeah. Like so it's more? like much higher in antioxidants and it's obviously more caffeinated than if you just had like a green tea bag. Um, and there are quite a lot of health benefits associated with matcha tea as well, but that isn't why I drink it. I genuinely love the taste of it. Um, so it's like an added bonus. But if you don't like matcha, don't drink it because you can get those antioxidants in plenty of other food and drinks yeah I don't like matcha yeah no you hate it don't you I just think it tastes like dirt so sorry I know you love it <laughs> I thought you were gonna say grass <laughs> oh that too so it's kind of close yeah it just kind of tastes like the earth I really like the earthiness to it though and I actually hate it when you go out for London uh, go out in London for a matcha latte and you get somewhere that's like sweetened it with honey I, think I hate that only way I could probably drink it yeah I get really annoyed when they do that I just like that earthy taste of it do you like um wheatgrass shots this is so unrelated to caffeine no I do not I've had one before and it would be the last time I ever have one (laughs) that is too earthy that's like soil kind of like but yeah I've never had it but we there was this like juice place like the smoothie place near where I grew up and my dad used to take me um before school sometimes for breakfast and he was always quite health conscious and he would get a shot of um oh. wheatgrass and it was just it literally they used to pick off the grass and put it yeah in the oh god awful and then he would kiss my mom and my mom would always be like oh it tastes like I just made out with the lawnmower <laughs> 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 and ever since then I just won't do it because like that's so funny yeah. no I don't recommend um wheatgrass um it's yeah it's not good I I really feel like can do you can you really like it I, I mean like I don't know some people I don't know some people like eat weird things <laughs> it's true <laughs> okay, so. um 
green but yeah and caffeine matcha still has caffeine so a lot of it does still have caffeine but it's like as far this is as far as i understand so there may be some research showing different things but it's released slower into the system so you don't get that like instant buzz that you do from the caffeine and coffee you know and you get that like high um matches kind of more longer lasting kind of alertness and it's also um associated with like the feeling of calm as well so it's not interesting there's no kind of spike so it's, um, even though it does have caffeine it's more associated with that calmness instead of like yeah because it's like that slower releasing caffeine that's really interesting whereas like coffee so how many milligrams of caffeine is there in coffee? It's probably, it's like around 95. To yeah, I was going to say 95. Yeah. So depending, depending on how strong or weak you have it. Right. So, so there's a lot of research coming out about caffeine and the pros and the cons. Yes. And okay. So some. <laughs> from what I understand from the research is coffee has, or caffeine has health benefits up to Mm -hmm. probably around uh, 400 milligrams of coffee which is like less than five cups a day probably like four cups a day depending on how strong it is um and these are health benefits but obviously we'll go into that but if you're someone who does struggle with anxiety and you are anxious then coffee can exacerbate those symptoms so while on a physiological physiological level caffeine may be beneficial it's not beneficial for everyone. Yeah. And I think we'll probably touch on this again at the end, but don't feel like we're kind of listing the pros in order to convince you to drink it in any way. Like we're very much just kind of documenting the research on this episode. And like I said, there are pros and cons. So it's whether or not it's right for you. And if you are like a religious coffee drinker, it's good to know that there are some benefits to doing that. Um, But if you don't drink coffee, then don't feel like you need to go away and start drinking it because of this episode. (laughs) Right, and I'm probably using this episode to justify my behavior. Yeah, which is fine. (laughs) (laughs) Which is not not the best thing I should be doing, but I'm just being honest. (laughs) Exactly, it's all about being real. (laughs) Totally. Okay, so obviously we spoke about, you know, if you do have anxiety, maybe not to have coffee, and then obviously children should not really be drinking coffee. I'm a poor example. Yeah. Um, And then, does it actually stunt your growth, or is that a myth? I feel like that might be a myth. I mean, I'm only five feet, so I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> but I don't, I don't know if that's a myth or not. Obviously, it's not safe for children to have, you know, caffeine. It is kind of like a psychoactive substance. Yeah, I definitely wouldn't recommend giving kids caffeine. And if you are pregnant, yeah, that's the other thing. Um, yeah, like three, three hundred milligrams in pregnancy. Yeah, some people opt not to drink it at all. Right. Um, you know, each to their own. And um, if you are confused as to whether or not how much, if you should be or how much caffeine you should be having when you're pregnant, just consult your GP. Yep. Cool. Okay. Perfect. So caffeine is an antioxidant and we know that those are going to have health benefits. Um, I thought I mentioned it before, but like it is genetic, the way that your body metabolizes it. So there was this really interesting study that looked at twins um, and used twins to kind of find out how genetic it how her, her heritable what's the word heritable is that how you pronounce it hereditary yeah yeah oh god we sound so stupid <laughs> you know <laughs> and you pronounce a word and you're like that doesn't matter, right um how hereditary yeah so it was like i think it was like don't quote me on this but i think it was something like 40 to 65 percent which is quite a large gap 
but showing that, you know, yeah, that is quite a large gap. There is a genetic component to it though, which interesting. I thought was interesting. And then obviously there, there's some research that caffeine consumption is good for, you know, it prevents cognitive decline. Yeah. That's, let's talk about that because that's huge kind of every, well, I have this fear of like anyone I love or myself developing any kind of neurodegenerative disease such as Alzheimer's. Um, so there's quite a few studies actually that have shown that coffee drinkers have a lower risk of developing these diseases. Yeah. Maybe we should link these studies as well in after the show. the show. Yeah. In the show notes. We could put some studies in the show notes, but yeah, I think that's really, really interesting. So people who do consume coffee on a regular basis are less likely to develop some of these, um, degenerative disease, like you said, so Alzheimer's yeah. and dementia. Yeah. And, um, not that it's um, a cognitive disease, but also Parkinson's, so more yes. neuromuscular. Yeah. Um, which is really interesting. Yeah, definitely. So does that kind of motivate you more to have caffeine? I think for me, so obviously we're talking about brain health here, and we know that there are a lot of foods that are associated with brain health as well. And I feel like personally, I have a well-balanced diet that's quite nutrient rich Mm. so I mean like I said I have the odd cup of coffee but I for me I don't think it's worth being reliant on a cup of coffee every day for me to think straight yeah and that's completely like that's my personal opinion I would rather rely on my breakfast and kind of energizing foods to get me up and out and going in the morning yeah I mean I would definitely agree with that the like food first approach is always kind of the best um but I do think that maybe when I reach for my second cup, I'll be like, ooh, my brain is going. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) And then it also shows in the research a decreased risk in stroke. I think there was that, there was was an article that came out actually like last week in the Guardian. Yeah, yeah. Did you see that? Um, Maybe we can link that as well. I might be watching that. Maybe it wasn't the Guardian. Um, But yeah, decreased risk of stroke as well. Yeah. And there is some re- research to say that um, coffee drinkers have a lower risk of depression, which is interesting. I know that as well. Um, and I think that is interesting because there's that link, like, so decreased risk of depression, but if you have anxiety not to drink it. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? I think this is where it comes down to kind of you as an individual as well. But so this study was, came from Harvard and people who drank the most coffee had a lower, sorry, had 20% lower risk of becoming depressed. That's quite, was it like just like an observational study? Yeah, so it's not huge, the percentage, yeah. but it's still significant. Yeah, definitely. I think that's, it's really interesting though, because most, a lot of people with anxiety also have depression, so they're often comorbid with each other. It, that, that I always find interesting as well, because when I was doing my psychology degree, we always learned that anxiety and depression were kind of opposite conditions, because anxiety is when like you're very alert, you're very like your heart's beating really fast, and you know, you're anxious, obviously. And then when you're depressed, you're kind of like numb, and you don't feel... Or withdrawn. Yeah. So they are actually quite opposite conditions, but yeah, I, I agree, people suffer with both of them. Yeah definitely like working in the hospitals and stuff. Like when I worked on, we had one of the hospitals I worked in had like a mental, a psych unit. Um, 
And it was really common for people to be on both anxiety and depression meds. Yeah, really so, interesting. I, I, yeah, I mean, I'm not a like psychiatrist or like a brain researcher, obviously. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it would be interesting to find out like that link and how coffee can like help one, but um, harm the other kind of thing. Exactly. I think, I mean, we love the fact that there is such positive research around coffee, but then yeah. But we'll it's, not something, it's not something that you're going to go out and start to supplement with. Like it's not exactly. like a caffeine supplement. Obviously I would opt against that, but we're just saying that if you do incorporate caffeine, I think there's a lot of bias in these studies. So like, I don't know, I could be bullshitting this and this could be like completely poor logic, but a lot of these studies do show that like people who do, and there are a lot of observational studies, so they're not really mm. people in like placebo groups and kind of having like um, a randomized, double-blind, you know, kind of controlled study. A lot of these are observational. Yeah. So I wonder if there is a link between people who are having multiple cups of coffee a day and in the workforce. And so maybe these people are more likely to be educated. They're more likely to be active. They're more likely. Exactly. I don't know if there's that bias, uh, like around these studies that kind of accounts for the the data yeah that's why you can never just look at a headline or google something that you want to know when it comes to health and nutrition because no one is going to sit there and look at the original journal article and read all these limitations and other factors that were you know that need to be considered when you're doing a study so it is so important to listen to the right kind of health professionals and if you are going to do your own research journal articles is kind of your primary source Definitely. And, you know, not everyone has access to all these studies. Exactly. So, you know. So they do end up just Googling and kind of yeah. reading the and surface of. If you read the abstract, which is usually what's kind of provided mm -hmm. to everyone, you're not going to hear how they carried out, like the methodologies and who was included exactly. in the study and who wasn't and why and things like that. So all that stuff's kind of important when you look into a study. Definitely. I think as well, just like a personal note, people who do love their coffee and they love drinking it and they thrive off of it, that's, you know, they love it. So it makes them happy. Yeah. So the reason why you shouldn't kind of listen to what we're saying and think, oh, I'm not a coffee drinker, but I'm going to go and drink it is because if you don't like it or you don't thrive off of it, you're probably not going to get those results. Yeah, definitely. I completely agree. Um, and the other thing was there is some preliminary research showing that um, coffee drinkers also are preventative against type 2 diabetes. Again, yes, I read that as well. Are, you know, observational, as we said. And the other thing was people, there's like kind of like, I don't know if it's like um, not a myth, but like thought like, oh, because caffeine can increase your heart rate. So it's yeah. probably not good for your heart. When in reality, um, caffeine consumption below that 400 milligrams as we said is not really been shown to have adverse yeah. effects on the heart and actually there was a study that um, showed that people who had three to five cups per day um, were associated with 15 percent reduced risk for cardiovascular disease but that doesn't take into account hypertension yeah yeah, see that again, just you're not always told the full story when you're reading the headlines of a study. Yeah, so if you do have hypertension, which is high blood pressure, maybe caffeine's not right for you. And always check with your doctor, especially if you're on medication that's working to lower your blood pressure. Definitely. And then you have caffeine, which is raising it. 
um, that's probably not encouraged. So definitely talk to your GP or your cardiologist or something like that to make sure that you're doing what's right for your body. But in reality, um, caffeine consumption is not linked to adverse like uh, coronary artery disease or cardiovascular mm -hmm. disease or anything like that. Yeah. It's really interesting. Okay, should we talk about some of the cons? Because <laughs> I feel like we just like... <laughs> just like putting coffee on a pedestal. <laughs> yeah, we just breezed over all the reasons why caffeine can be good. So to sum up real quick, and then we'll move on. So like decrease lower risk of depression, um, decrease risk of cognitive decline, stroke, Parkinson's, Alzheimer's, dementia, type 2 diabetes, cardiovascular disease, and it's kind of a, um, a good source of antioxidants. Yeah, and I think other just short-term effects are obviously increased alertness, mm. boosted energy. Um, but again, if you're relying on that as your boost of energy, then maybe you need to question it. <laughs> and before we go into the cons, I just want to say all of those things that I just linked can be said the same positive outcomes for something like spinach. Do you know what I mean? Like, I love that you just said that. Yeah, there is no one kind of miracle food or drink that's superior to something else. A hundred percent. So it's like, yes, um, if those who drink caffeine are less likely to develop X, Y, Z, but those who have a balanced diet rich in micronutrients and kind of like all the different colors of vegetables are going to also be at the same decreased risk. Yeah, so exactly. You can't really say this is better than this. It's just like yeah. people who have a well-balanced diet are going to be less likely to develop adverse health outcomes. Definitely. And we will link uh, the research papers that we were talking about in the show notes as well. Yes, totally. Okay. So for the cons. Okay. Well, we touched a little bit on anxiety. So um, there is research to say that too much caffeine obviously can lead to kind of the jitters or increased heart palpitations. And then that sometimes I know in my case, it used to lead to a full on panic attack. Yeah. So I know that when I used to get those like heart palpitations, that would worry me more because I'd be like, why is my heart beating irregularly? Yeah. <laughs> and then I'd have like a full on panic attack. Definitely. And I also think like um, when people have caffeine on an empty stomach, sometimes that's felt yes. more. And that's so common as well. People just wake up and have a cup of coffee straight away. Yeah. Um, and then like a lot of people actually like, oh, what do you have for breakfast? So I just had a cup of coffee. Yeah. Um, caffeine on an empty stomach I think will make those symptoms worse definitely and I do just want to say as well coffee wasn't the sole reason I used to suffer with panic attacks but it just used to make it worse I don't want anyone worrying that like coffee causes panic attacks yeah we're not saying caffeine <laughs> causes anxiety we're saying if you suffer from anxiety yes. caffeine may exacerbate your symptoms definitely and um, and some people are just more sensitive to that yeah totally like we said if you're like a slow um, what did I say before? Not burner of caffeine, metabolizer. Metabolizer, yeah. A slower, fast metabolizer that will obviously affect you. Um, some of the other adverse things is obviously sleep. So like we said before, yes. you might be the kind of person that falls asleep fine, but then we always have to look at the quality of the sleep that you're having. Yeah, definitely. So how long can caffeine stay in your system for? So as I understand, caffeine has what we call a half-life of 12 hours. Yeah. So effectively, that is like having a cup of coffee, like half a cup of coffee at midnight, if you last cup was at 12 o'clock. Yeah. And obviously, again, everyone's different. Um, yeah, definitely. The rate of like, the way you process it kind of thing. 
yeah, yeah so there is like a half-life of 12 hours um, and some of the research as well it can be anything from like six to 12 hours so again it's just dependent on you as a person but um like barry said it might be a good idea to cut your caffeine intake when it hits noon or some people do it as late as two o'clock yeah i think that's fine i also think it depends like what time you're going to sleep yeah definitely so it's all like situational but yeah so definitely it can affect sleep um and the quality of sleep that you're having and like whether you're reaching that deep um rem not rem kind of sleep so yeah. we'll go into that more in a sleep i'm episode. obsessed with sleep and i want to talk about that more in a separate episode because it's exactly. so crucial to our well-being but yeah exactly. we'll talk about that another time <laughs> yeah but it kind of it makes sense because you know if you're suffering from poor sleep or poor quality of sleep that's going to have knock-on effects and that might increase your anxiousness or something mm-hmm. like that so it does come full circle definitely and then the other thing I wanted to talk about is like how people drink their coffee. Oh uh, yeah. Okay. Interesting. Meaning like what people put into their coffee. Yeah. So as in some people will drink, say if you're having four cups a day and you like having sugar in your coffee, you like having cream in your coffee, maybe you like flavored syrups, that's, you know, times that by four. Exactly. You could definitely be replacing some of that with perhaps something more nutritious and satiating as well. I mean, this a lot of the time is just habit and convenience. You know, if you haven't got time to eat, okay, I'll boost myself up with another coffee. Exactly. So really interesting because you know they say caffeine, according to the research, um, might be preventative against type two diabetes. But if you're putting sugar into your coffee four times a day and you're having two teaspoons of sugar, that's going to increase your risk of type two diabetes. Obviously, you know, um, high intake of sugar. So it it really does depend on what you're putting in. So I used to put two sweeteners. And that was Mm -hmm. like my thing, like per cup of coffee. And I was having like four cups of coffee a day. So I would have eight sweeteners a day and I didn't think anything of it. And then probably about three years ago, actually, when I moved to England, I cut it out. And obviously all the research coming out about sweeteners and how, you know, they are so much uh, sweeter And especially when you have that first thing in the morning, it can prime your taste buds to crave sweet things throughout the day. So you might be more likely to have an increased intake of sugar. um, And that might lead to, you know, other health things and weight gain and things like that. So I cut that out. And I also noticed a really big change in my digestive system. Interesting. Yeah, so there is like some preliminary research um, showing how uh, sweeteners can affect your gut microbiome. I I know that King's College just got um, funding for research looking into that. So I'm so excited for that to come out. Yeah, I literally, I noticed this probably about like three years ago. I think I wrote a blog post on it on my blog back when I used to write blogs um, (laughs) about my experience, like cutting out sweeteners and it was probably the best thing I ever did. So interesting. So what, your your digestive health improved, less bloating? Um, Yeah, my digestive health. Yeah, exactly. Less bloating, more regular um just in everything yeah it was great amazing I love that I didn't know that yeah and then in America it's really common or I don't know if when you were in America you saw it um those like flavored creamers yes America do it really fascinates me the American supermarkets because you guys think of everything I know like I feel like when I came back to the UK I was like 
so unimpressed with our shelves because I'm like, we have nothing. (laughs) It is more limited, but it's kind of good in a way. I I prefer. Yeah, no, I know. Less choices. But like growing up when we were like 16, 17 and people started drinking coffee and stuff, like we go out on our lunch break from school and we go to the deli and we get like an iced coffee or something like that. Everyone would just put this like um, caramel or vanilla, uh, French vanilla kind of like creamer in it and that was like during like still kind of like the non-fat days so you'd have like all this non-fat creamer which was just absolutely loaded with sugar sounds awful yeah it's just loaded with sugar and I actually remember before I moved here I was seeing a client back in a private practice and his um triglycerides were like off the charts really he was having um like a one liter bottle of this uh sugar uh the sugar-free or non-fat sweet uh creamer in his coffee for a week so between all the coffees that he was having in a week he would go through one liter of this a day we told him to reduce it and all of a sudden his triglycerides came down so quickly because it's linked to the added sugar so interesting yeah really interesting so I think you know what you're putting into your coffee will have a really big impact on kind of those positive benefits and they also might lead to some more negative kind of aspects of coffee drinking yeah yeah your health definitely and as well sometimes you can grab a coffee and then you still want something else you know when you grab something that doesn't satisfy you yeah and you're just irritable (laughs) yeah totally um yeah I think that at the end of the day I think it all comes back to just having a well-balanced diet. And then if you have a well-balanced diet and you're not consuming like a ton of sugar in your coffees, then coffee can be a great, um, a great thing in your overall diet. Definitely. I think there's just, there's so, it's so like, there's like two very like strict sides when it comes to coffee. Like some people are really against it and some people are like so pro it. And I think a lot of those pro people are because they love it and they drink it themselves. Yeah, 100%. I'm obviously pro it because I, I don't want someone, I don't want the research to come out and say it's bad because then I'd have to stop and I like it. <laughs> I'm not sitting here like pro caffeine, like everyone should be drinking it. Like I know that's not right. I'm just saying if you do drink it in a moderate amount in the right way, cutting it off at midday and not loading your caffeine drinks with sugar, it can yeah. be good. Yeah. And I think if you are someone who's, you know, addicted and you can't go without it, just try you know having a well-balanced breakfast and see how you feel and then have your coffee afterwards yeah that's a really great idea and then the other thing I wanted to mention is if you're drinking coffee all day like it's really important and I am a hypocrite in this um it's really important to make sure that you're also drinking enough water so caffeine can be a diuretic meaning it just makes you like way more often yeah but it can also be really dehydrating so when you want to hit your whatever your fluid intake goal is whether it's like two liters a day um make sure that you're actually hitting that apart from caffeine definitely that's such an important one yeah because hydration has a huge impact on your energy levels and your concentration levels as well so if you're using caffeine to boost you in that way try hydrating yourself first exactly and if it's like if it's the winter and it's cold and you want something like nice and cozy an herbal cup of tea is perfect definitely and like you said that you know if you love coffee and you like want that feeling of sitting with your cup of coffee just go decaf in the afternoon yeah totally and then just make sure you're staying hydrated um what else about caffeine did we want to chat about uh 
I think that's all the research I've got off the top of my head. And I don't really want to dive too much into the research because I uh, can be a bit boring and a bit dry. And I don't think that's kind of like what we're here to do. Yeah. But yeah, what's your go-to? So if you were to go, if you could choose any caffeine drink at any kind of establishment, what's your go-to order? Oh, I love, I, so soy milk is my favorite plant milk. Yes. So I'll always have like a soy matcha latte. Sometimes I'll have a soy like cappuccino if I feel like having coffee. Um, but I've actually really started loving coconut milk matcha lattes. I know, so random. My sister drinks coconut milk and we went to Starbucks the other day and she had coconut and I tried some of hers and I was like, oh, really like that. I actually love coconut, but I've never had it in my coffee. Yeah, so now I'm like switching between soy milk and coconut milk. Nice. I like yeah. that. I'm always um, a, I like oat milk mm. um, and I have nothing against like normal milk, like yeah. Wells at the moment and um, with Mark's family and they drink like normal uh, whole milk and I've been having that in my coffee every morning and mm-hmm. you know, it's fine. Like I'm not against whole milk. Um, I just something about drinking another mammal's breast milk. <laughs> that was a bear in the back I just like it's so weird because I grew up like such an avid like cow's milk drinker I absolutely loved it yeah so much like I would just drink glasses of milk I know I have like a jaw drop based on because I grew up yeah my dad's lactose intolerant my mom despises milk we literally never kept it in the house oh my god so interesting but then I I think like when I went through my like unhealthy stage of like thinking I was healthy but I was so unhealthy (laughs) um I switched to plant milk and now I genuinely enjoy plant milk so much more yeah I I love the taste of oat milk I think it's really creamy especially in coffees and stuff and I Mm. actually really like it again I'm not drinking it for like any perceived benefits of whatever actually in reality cow's milk is probably healthier than oat milk yeah no there was that study done a few years ago where all the milks were kind of pitted against each other um and cow's milk came off most nutritious by yeah, quite so yeah. like you have to think about it like that's the milk that um is meant to nourish a baby cow yeah exactly it's going to be so rich in nutrients so high in protein it is going to be really really healthy but i just like some i can't get my head around it it's just like mm. a personal personal thing yeah but uh, my go-to if i'm out in a coffee shop it's just a oat milk flat white because I find that that's like um, a bit stronger. You and Ash are so similar. He's always a flat white. Love a flat white. Yeah. You know, it's weird though in America, they, they don't make a standard size flat white. Like you can order like a small, medium or large. Oh, that's really weird. Yeah, you get like one size here. Yeah, it's like a small size. So it's like yeah. smaller than a normal cup of coffee. But in Starbucks in America, you can get like a grande flat white. And I just feel like, is that just a latte? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Because I know here, cause obviously, because I used to work in Costa. The difference of the drinks. Yeah, but you have like a special, you know, when you like hook the um, coffee like yeah. Yeah, handle yeah. onto the machine, you have like a special one for the flat white. And as far as I was aware, it's like the equivalent of three shots, but it's like the more, it's like the strongest part of the coffee. So you don't get like the added water in the coffee from draining it. It's just more, um, more condensed. Is that kind of what I'm thinking of? And yeah, it's like less liquid. Yeah. Um, So yeah, that's always my go-to or in the house, I'll just have like a filter cup of coffee and I'll just add, um, 
oat milk, soy milk, almond milk, whatever milk's on sale, to be honest. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. We've had this conversation. We just like switch up our plant milks all the time. <laughs> just whatever, honestly, whatever's on sale. The only thing I don't like is I don't like cashew milk in my coffee. Oh, I really like cashew milk in porridge. Yeah. I'm I not like- a massive fan of hazelnut milk. Um, I like hazelnut coffee, but I've never actually tried the hazelnut milk, mm. which is, yeah, maybe I, I don't think I'd like that either, but I do like flavored coffee. It's like, um, I milk. also love vanilla soy milk. I have that a lot at home. <laughs> That's the only thing that we used to have in my house growing up was vanilla soy milk. Really? Uh, yeah, Cause my dad's lactose intolerant. And if we ever wanted cereal, it was like vanilla, um, lactate milk which was like soy milk yeah oh my god love vanilla in my soy milk <laughs> even like the vanilla um almond is really good yeah anything I just love vanilla it's like my favorite flavor which sounds so boring but <laughs> it's so vanilla <laughs> yeah literally. I was gonna say that and I was like no <laughs> Ari said it for me <laughs> yeah there you go but you said it. um yeah so anything else about coffee um I don't know um trying to think about any Thing, like interesting um about caffeine consumption that we want to end on or let everyone know um i think just like what we've kind of said throughout if you love it and you thrive off of it then cool drink away um but if it is disrupting your life in some way maybe look at how much you're drinking when you're drinking it and if it's really worth drinking it yeah totally and all the th- all the positive benefits that you can get from coffee you can also just get from a well-balanced diet 100 percent. yeah so coffee is not the end all be all um it's all about that holistic approach yeah you know all the aspects it's literally like what you said about the spinach like there's plenty of kind of benefits of eating spinach but if you don't like it you can find those benefits in another food totally okay Amazing. Well, as always, please um, give us your feedback, any questions, and please rate, review, and subscribe. Thanks, guys. We'll see you next week. Bye.